Hello and welcome to Take Your Time, a Persona 5 Royal in real time podcast where we go through Persona 5 Royal in real time according to the in-game calendar, which is the same calendar as our real time calendar in real life. My name is Jonathan Dornbush and I'm joined this week, as always, by Tom Marks. Hello! Hello, Tom. It's great to see you. Yeah, it's nice to be here. It's, it's nice to be on frame. It's good to see you. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, we're going through quite a busy week this week. Uh, it's November 8th through November, November, November 14th. I know how months are said. Uh, and we're going to be going through, of course, the the main chunk of Size Palace. Uh, this, of course, uh, we, we held off last week. Going to discuss it this week because you'll notice if you tried to send a calling card this week, you couldn't, but we can get there. Uh, so we'll be discussing up through this point uh, as well as what we've been doing in our free time and, and whatnot. Uh, but before we get into all of that, we have our usual housekeeping to do. So Tom, take it away with our pop quiz answer from last week. Yes. So uh, last week we went over use case, confident line, uh, and the... Uh like patron guy was trying to sell him although it was a ruse oh who could have seen this um but yeah he he tries to sell yusuke or tell yusuke he's going to sell him in a very specific way because of his story and because of his his uh his the hardships he went through with uh with madarame so um jonathan do you know what he tried to sell Yusuke as, or would have tried to sell Yusuke as. I don't remember the exact wording. Um, so I like I know it was something about trying to sell him as like this tragic kid. Like I, f- I that feel is like part of it. That Partial was part credit. of it, but I can't remember the full thing. So the exact words in quotes in the dialogue when he says it is he's going to sell Yusuke as a quote tragic handsome artist. Ah yes. <laughs> Which is like, I like that those are the two things you pick up on him, is that he's had this very sad childhood and he's beautiful. I mean, you know, I think it's fair to say in entertainment, if you're not handsome and like, if you're tragic, but you're not handsome or beautiful, your story's just not going to sell. That's Hollywood, baby. You I know, gu- what are you so. going to do? I guess so. Uh, yeah. The So Thomas got this question right in nice. the, the comments on YouTube, on the Dornology YouTube channel. Thomas also had a comment where he said... Uh, my biggest problem with Yusuke's confidant is that li- I like his painting before his revisions to it better, which is exact. Like I was gonna say that last week, and I completely forgot to. He does the same painting, and he adds this big like white swirl in the center, and I, I dislike it. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel the same. I also wonder because it is, you know, I don't think it's like the greatest thing to be like. I painted this. Now I just put a thing in the middle, and it's better. <laughs> And so I do wonder if they, like, had that original painting and then did, like, the add-on. Because it does give that feeling of, like, something was just put on top. Or if they had that final painting first and then removed it. But I do like the the first version better. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It, uh, it, it just speaks to me more. It shows the human heart to a degree that the latter one does not. The Indeed. technique is there, but it, it feels hollow. Wow, you could be an art critic yourself, Tom. Uh, you should go into criticism. Uh, anyway, thank you so much, Tom, for that uh, that pop quiz answer. I'm going to just let you know as we go through. You're looking a little fuzzy right now. I think your focus is confused by where you are. I don't know if uh, you need to fix that, but there you okay. go. Now we're there. Uh, anyway, we do have, of course, as well, a couple of comments, not just about the video quality, but also about the show. Um Jumping in, thank you, uh, Tom, for reading Thomas's comment. Different people, I'm going to clarify, just for anyone wondering. At this point, I'm not sure anymore. You know, (laughs) we share some opinions. He's he's got a lot of the quiz questions right, 
it could just be me and I don't realize it. Yeah, all I'm going to say is be very suspicious if a Jonathan with an A at the end starts commenting every week with things I agree with all the time. Uh, Anyway, from the comments this week, I did want to just reference, there was a bit of a fun thread going on, uh, and it relates back to, you know, our very definite stance that, without a doubt, uh, Joker and Akechi are dating in the game. Uh, And actually, I have newfound evidence that I want to present this week. Um, (laughs) That isn't even from this week, but just something I saw in the the opening. But anyway, um, apologies if I am am mispronouncing, but uh, Camellia uh, had commented, uh, Shuake... Uh, it, I am probably butchering that as well, is canon and no one is changing my mind. So every time you bring up Joker in a catchy dating, it makes my fangirl heart squeal. Uh, that is the the ship slash name for, for Joker and a catchy. Uh, and then there was a great sort of thread going on about the love of the duo of them, uh, including Amy posted a video essentially of the voice actors kind of, you know, being like, yeah, they're probably dating it is sort of like the, the gist of it where they, they kind of uh, agree that, yeah, we we're all for that. Um, and anyway, I realized I'm pretty sure in the opening of Royal, the like animated opening that, that you let play at the beginning, there's a moment where I think it's a catchy and Joker and like they are like it looks like they are lying together oppositely but they're in bliss like yeah, they're just they're, in such they're beautiful lying on bliss. diamonds yeah and they're so happy to be there together i think is they're, the key of that scene they're lying like that it's like a the classic like anime or like young adult movie pose where they're like lying head to head where their yeah. heads are next to each other but they're going the di- opposite directions out and it's yeah. like sitting in a field looking at the sun or like the clouds like that sort of loving it is that it is that and and so i am 100 percent sure that whoever animated that is very much in this camp as well so oh yeah i have to believe that's the case uh (laughs) but thank you so much for for uh, agreeing with us out there everyone about this uh and before we get into the week i just want to read an email uh that came in from brian uh you can also write into dornology at gmail.com if you want to send an email uh brian wrote uh really enjoying the show thus far i finished p5r about a year ago so it's nice to remember all the great moments from this game as well as learn new secrets like the postcards uh, y'all had mentioned maybe playing P4G uh, Golden in the Spring. I'd love to take my time and play alongside you if you guys do. Keep up the good work, Brian. Uh, and thank you for the kind words, Brian. We appreciate it. We are still thinking about things, and we'll let you know if and when we come to a decision. I like the idea that I said if as if we wouldn't come to a decision, and that it's just the weak Persona 4 Golden starts, and we're like, mm. I don't know. I've procrastinated worse before. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, yeah, thank God I'm not in school anymore and don't have to worry about procrastinating studying. But what I am not going to procrastinate anymore either is talking about this week's events. Tom, we're going through November 8th through November 14th, almost like we just went through those dates in our real lives as well. Isn't that wild? Impossible. Um, It makes no sense, but we're going to discuss it anyway. And uh, we're going to start off, of course, with November 8th. So, Tom, uh, what did you do on November 8th? Oh, I... What did I do? (laughs) Oh, there was a quiz that day. I would, like, totally... Like, I was looking at this... There was some part of my brain... Like, this is bad already, because there was some part of my brain that was just, like... Oh, yeah, we have to talk about the day. Like, that's the thing, though. It's like not, not like we haven't been doing this for 32 weeks. I was just like, oh, right, I got to pull that. Oh, no, okay. Um, so <laughs> what are, what are we discussing? Right? What game is this? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows anymore? Um, There's a quiz in class about how old you have to be to v- go and view a trial. 
which is hyper-relevant <laughs> this yes. week. It also felt really like a real obvious trick question. Uh-huh. Like, the answers yeah. were as as old as you want, or whatever the real answer was. Yeah, as uh, any age. And then it was... Was it 65 yeah, and 85? Yeah, which, like, I mean, probably an older crowd is going to trials, if anyone. But sure. Yeah, just those two other dates, no one would pick those, right? It's just, like, it's so high. Yeah. Like, 65 is such a high bar that, like, it just is, like, wild. Yeah. Um, anyway... Uh, that day, I did what I did a lot of this week, which is I leveled Haru. <laughs> nice. Um, so I leveled Haru during the day, and then I leveled Chahaya during the evening. And this cool. week in general, just to set the stage before we dig into to the palace stuff, was like basically just me blitzing through confidant lines. <laughs> it was like every day I was just hanging out with people nonstop, and it, it, it was cool. I liked that. Is <coughs> excuse me, Haru only available for certain days? Uh, I think she. I think the same as other people, right? Like, okay. I, I, I she is made available. It feels like she is made available slightly more often than other confidant members. Okay, uh, or confidants, and it's that's I think because you get her so late. Yeah, because so I want to make sure you get a lot of opportunities. That's fair. I really didn't see her pop up this week, and I don't know if it was a, a function of me going to the palace or not, but. Um... Yeah, I didn't see her it, much. Yeah, it might have been. So there was a weird thing that happened to me, and we'll talk about this, uh, at, but I'll just bring it up now. But So after you beat the palace, you can go try to send a calling card, and then you get this moment, which we'll talk about later, where you, it says, oh, you got to wait to send the calling card. The day I did that, like the day I actually went to try to send the calling card, and then it said no, uh, there were fewer people I could hang out with before trying to do that than after. So it was oh. like it triggered the end of the palace for me, where suddenly I had, like, a lot more options of people to hang out with on the same day. Huh. Okay. So it it might be that you didn't see Haru very much just because of, like, palace stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I did wait to do the calling card thing because I knew the, of the, the outcome of right. it, so that could very possibly be it. Um, but I did wait to send the calling card, but I didn't wait to go into the palace this week. I went in first thing. Hooray! So let's discuss Palace. Yeah! Size Nijima's Casino. Yeah. Um, we, of course, got a little bit of a glimpse from it uh, last week, and, and we were, uh, you know, thrown in and then had to leave to trigger something uh, in order to be able to let us go through. Um, and then that actually will happen again during this Palace combo. Obviously, if you've played, you'll know there is a, a two-day sort of uh, timeline for playing through this Palace. Um and for, forgive me if I'm wrong, but it does, it just forces you right into that second day, right? You don't really have an option to my yeah, memory. You, as far as I remember, and at least in my experience, it is literally just like you get back from the palace the first day and the, that night you get a text that's like, we're going tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, okay. I guess we're doing it. Um, so before we get into any specifics of the palace, what do you, what do you think of this palace so far overall? Because as you were, you, you were saying a little bit before the show, you, you feel it's a bit of a like very not linear i guess but a very sort of you know stand not standard but i'll just let you say the words you want to say why am i essentially like it it's a funny combination of 
incredibly confusing layouts and incredibly straightforward structure. Yes. I guess is the way I would put it. Yeah. Because, like, basically, I really enjoy this palace overall. I think the style is great. I think the music is some of maybe probably one of my favorite palace themes that, like, it's just, it's super, super good. Yeah. Um, I think all the fights are really interesting and fun. I think the interplay you get between characters is really cute, and Akechi gets to, like, really shine as a character during this palace. Um, some of the tasks, some of the puzzly things are, like, kind of whatever, but they're also, like, flavorful in a really interesting way. Yeah, I really like this palace. Um yeah, but the the thing that is funny about it is, like, you it's broken into these very discrete sections, and we'll talk about these, right? Where it's, like, this is the dice room, this is the, uh, the slots room, right? And you have a very clear goal of what you're trying to do in each of those rooms, and then there's sort of, like, a palace layout that's very complicated in, like, the behind-the-scenes of that area. <laughs> yeah. So you get a lot of palace exploration, but then you also always have these sort of bite-sized, like goalposts that you're shooting for all the way through and I, I think structurally that makes the palace feel a little bit I guess smaller scale but not in like a terrible way right it, it feels smaller scale to me than something like a Kumara's palace where you have this like sprawling spaceship yeah. and you don't really know how far it's gonna go whereas this is like oh I kind of always have that next benchmark of like where I'm going to yeah I, I think that's a really good way of describing it because I was trying to think about it like we're very late into the game at this point. I really do like this palace, but I agree with you that it feels small scale in a way, but I do think it is because you not only have those goalposts, but they're very specifically like you you see where that goalpost is, you know, an hour before you get to it. Like you, yeah. you very much know where the two rooms are going to be on either side or like which is the, the, the next event that you're going to be going for. And right. then the rest of the, I guess you could argue like the rest of the palace is more just like the behind the scenes building structure of the palace, um, which is obviously less visually engaging than the palace, like the, the sure. casino floors. But I do, it still takes me just as long as any of the couple recent palaces. And I do think it is a very fun one because you have that structure. Like even when you're starting. When it is, you could argue, maybe getting long in the tooth, it doesn't feel like it is because you've been hitting these successive beats each time. Um, yeah. And I, I and do think the 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 back and forth of Psy being like, oh, we're going to play this fair. No, we're not. Is, right. is a fun one to be going yes, for. Yes. That, that is another fun part about this palace is like, Psy checking in occasionally is not really a thing you get in the other palaces of like the like the the. You get that a little bit with Futaba's, I guess. Futaba kind of guides you along. Um, and, and I think that's a nice sort of thing where it's like the two palace rulers that are adversarial in a different way, yeah. right? Where, like, Sai is a bad guy here, but not, like, you're. Tr she's still, like, you're trying to make her better. You're not trying to, like, take her down, right? Yeah. And that was sort of the same thing with Futaba. And so in both of those palaces, you get the palace ruler, like, checking in on you, which is cool. And on the actual, like, behind-the-scenes things, I don't know about you, but, like, this is also one of the more, at least in some of the areas, maze-like. Oh, and I know yeah. there's literally a maze in one of the sections, <laughs> but, like, yeah. some of these behind-the-scenes areas are, like, they feel a lot less linear in that you're, like, actually kind of exploring and you can actually be going the wrong direction and not really realize it for a little bit. 
uh, in a way that the palace designs don't always allow for. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. and I think also, again, it's similar to Futaba's in that way, because that is the only other palace where I really feel like I can get lost pretty easily. Like the, mm. you know, Akumara's is big, but it's pretty obvious usually where you need to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whereas here, you can be going down a bit of the hallway and you'll get items, you'll you'll get XP and money, obviously, from fights, but you may just end up having gone through a bunch of areas and it's just to get that side stuff. It isn't to get to your goal and you don't always know that going into it. And it does. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it feel more like a, I guess, more like a standard JRPG dungeon in that way. But I didn't. Yeah, a little bit. I didn't dislike it because of that. No, yeah, and, and that's especially true, I guess, early on in the like in like that very first section, and we can go through yeah. them, I guess. But like, I was gonna say we can jump in because um, you don't have a map in that first section, so it's like a lot. Which, yeah, which I thought was cool. Like I, I, I dig that. Oh yeah, totally. I, I think letting you find your way a little bit is always worthwhile. Um, you know, obviously, in in this sort of one, you do get handed the map. It's just sort of yes. like, here's the map for the floor. But before those moments, it is nice to have a little bit of like, oh, no, I don't know where to go. What could happen here? Um, right. But anyway, as we said, let's get into uh, the starting area. So we're, we're able to come back into the palace. Uh, we were blocked at the elevator. Uh, and we're able to go up the elevator to the uh, the members floor is the first area after we, we get into that back area to get the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, yeah. yeah, that that first back area is like the the first big chunk, yes, right? Yeah, and that's the part that, at least when I played it this time, I was struck by how um, elaborate it is right off the bat. Where you're just like, like I got a little bit lost in a way that I was not expecting in that very first area. Yeah, and then you get the cards and the the kind of key story moment there, right? Is that. Um, this is also one of those very funny cultural moments in this game where, like, I just don't understand it, and that's fine because I'm I don't understand it. Um, is that uh, Futaba makes a card that's like a fake members card, and she makes a fake name for it, and the name is Taro Tanaka, and they're all immediately like, "That's so fake! There's no way they're gonna totally notice that that's a fake name. What are you crazy?" And so she makes a second card right with a different name. Yeah, and I guess that's like, is that like the Japanese version of like John Smith? Right? Like, is that is that what she did, basically? Like, I don't know. Well, but... for, yeah, for me, it's like, is it, uh... Is it basically McLovin from Superbad? Or, yeah, or, like, or is yeah. it that? Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if um, I search Taro Tanaka, I get, uh... It seems to be the name of some characters. Uh, there's a thing called Taro the Space Alien, is a manga series. Huh. So maybe it's 2000. just like a... Maybe it's like naming naming like uh, naming yourself after some like really iconic thing. Like if you named yourself uh, like Steve Rogers. Right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's like oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Someone... Tony Stark is coming into the exactly. Yeah, ex- yeah totally. Yeah. So uh, perhaps it is just that, and we obviously don't know. But of course, if if anyone else out there does know or can elaborate, please please do. Um, but the the key story beat there being that she then gets two cards and gives one of them to Akechi to throw away because mm-hmm. he's the newbie. Yeah, right? like <laughs> she's you take literally out the trash. Giving, you're giving him intern work basically. <laughs> it's really funny, and so uh, obviously we'll we'll see that pay off later. Um, which yes. I do appreciate because I will say, you know, obviously full transparency, we're, we're playing through the full palace. So I think referencing things that come later is fine. But I really, even this time, having played through this palace, don't really pay that attention much mind. And I do think the game can be good at that sometimes of like, 
having pretty, you know, just whatever moments that end up paying off a lot later. Um, yeah. But I kind of was just like, oh, yeah, a second card, whatever, moving on. But you uh, you get the members card in the spec area. And I agree, this is the first time where it's like, oh, this palace is so much more. Because I did, my first experience playing it, I assumed it was just going to be a lot of levels. Like, we were just going to keep going up and up and up. And that was going to mm-hmm. be it. But it is, each level has this huge sort of labyrinth in the background. Um, yeah. And this is our first taste of it. And... I don't really think I have anything else like pressing to say about that area. Cause I do think talking I about am. it in concert with the others is more interesting. Totally. So, so we get to the members floor uh, as our next big stop. Um, as you, as you put in size is egging you on to win. There is this fun back and forth where initially it does seem like she, for being a, uh, malevolent, uh, shadow version of a, a person, you know, she does seem to be like, yes, we will play fairly, but then, you know, screws you over at every spot possible. Um, and essentially the first area is largely divided into two sections because your goal is now to be able to get, is it coins? Are they counted as? Yeah. They yeah. call, I think they call them coins, which I've always found funny because they're like just chips. They're just, right? yeah, they're just poker chips is what they look like in there anyway. But so you you need to amass a certain amount of coins to be able to get the next card that can be purchased at the front lobby to ascend to the next floor, to the high rollers floor. Um, that, that high limit floor is currently blocked. Uh, you can't get to it. Um, and then it will be blocked again later. But so we have this area, uh, that you can go off and play two games, dice and slots. Uh, dice is the natural way to go first. Um, and so I think you have to, do you? Okay. Cause I just always have gone to dice first. No, I think, I think the order of these things looks like it's a choice, but is not. Uh, okay. That would because... make sense. Yeah. Because you you can go to the slots first, but you need a certain number to of bet. coins to bet yeah, in yeah, order right. to win there. So you need to get that at the first area. Yes. And it's the exact same thing with the second area where to there's the battle arena do the and fight. the dark maze. Yeah. And to do the battle arena, you need a, the amount of coins you would get from the dark maze. So it is linear. It is not... It is a false choice, but... Yeah. That doesn't make it any like I don't I don't think that I don't have an issue with. I don't, yeah, I don't hold it against the game because it does. Um, it it ends up letting the progression matter uh, in sure. terms of amassing those coins, which I do think is important. So you go to the dice area, and it's essentially a bunch of rooms. You get into like a hallway sort of area, and there's a bunch of rooms to go play dice games in. Uh, but as we quickly learn, it's all fixed. Yep, we're not going to be able to win. Uh, and so why not stop them from fixing it and maybe fix it in our, in our favor. Uh, so you had, you head again into the, the back area, uh, here, uh, Tom, I'll, I'll throw to you. Is there anything specifically about the dice game section that really sticks out to you? Not particularly, like you said at the top, all these back areas do tend to blend together a little bit, right? Um, there's... I guess some of the, one of the things I think it's this area in the back area is that I, there's like a lot of alternate routes to go. Yeah. And if you're a completionist like me, that's really, it's almost a little annoying because you like go run path, one path and then you take a different path backwards. And then there's like one more path that you need to take to like, to, just to clear everything out. Right. Yeah. Like you got to fight that big shadow. Got to get that chest. Right. Like, and so it, but I do like that overall. I like that this area is a little bit windy and a little bit, um, you know, there's 
times to use the hook, the grappling hook to get up to certain areas, and there's vents to crawl through. There's one section where there's a big shadow guarding a door, right? And if you want to fight the shadow, you can just fight the shadow, or you can kind of crawl through a vent and go around it and go a different way and just skip the fight entirely. I, of course, did both because, <laughs> yeah. you know, there, mm-hmm. you can't leave red on the map. What are you, crazy? No, I understand. So. That's how. That's exactly like I will, if there are three options in front of me, I will test each option until I feel <laughs> like if I go further, it will stop me from going the others, and then yeah. we'll double and triple back. And maybe it takes me five times the amount of time to actually beat that area but i'll do right yeah uh yeah no i I don't have anything specific about this i think the dice section is like fun story-wise too but like generally kind of like you said all these back sections blur together a little bit but are all just sort of like satisfying fun jrpg dungeon crawling yeah yeah this is i feel like the most standard dungeon in that way like in those areas because it is that like okay testing the waters of how far to go making sure i'm getting the enemies making sure i'm getting the the items because if you do i did do it once by accident if you essentially find where you need to get to uh i think i did in the dice game they'll prevent you from going back into the back area until you win the dice game right yeah that happened to me too yeah so if you are a completionist like that it, it can be a little frustrating at that moment, but it is just one of those sort of like, yeah, then I came back after. But right. um, yeah, so you you end up going into the back area to be able to shut down the area where they're fixing the dice game and you fix it in your favor and are able to just get straight uh, sixes constantly because uh, it's, it's essentially a dice game where they throw out three dice. Uh, you have to guess what sort of grouping the number will be in. Uh, and I don't know what happens. I actually did. I should have tested it, but I didn't test if you guess incorrectly, but I was just like, oh, we're going to put it for 18 because that gets us the most money. I did low the first time. Okay. A- accidentally forgetting that it wasn't just like that. It was just going to give you all sixes. And yeah. it just like made me win. Oh, like I just won. It showed sixes. And then I, it was like, congrats. And I was like, oh, okay. Huh? Okay. Sure. So it's just that <laughs> fixed. Okay. Yeah, it's that fixed. I appreciate that, that it's, it's just so corrupt uh, in your favor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I just bet, you know, it would be between 11 and 18 every time. Uh, and you get, I believe, the 5,000 coins you need requisitely. I think so. Yeah, 5,000 coins to be able to go over to the slot side of things. There's also, so obviously story-wise, this is all, like, really messed up, right? Because, like, Sai is, like, seeing court trials as gambles that she's fixing in her favor basically is like yeah. how all of this is like actually playing out in her cognition um the other very funny thing that happens in this i i'll bring this up later actually so okay. let's keep going to the slots yeah so we go into the slot section and this is um again forgive me if i'm like construing any areas but this is essentially where the giant slot machine is toward the back um, yeah, and it, there's like a long slot section, and yeah. then there's like a back room with a huge slot machine. Yeah, and there's a, a couple, yeah, like rows of slot machines going on there, but your attention and focus is on the really big one in the back, uh, because yeah. if you get sevens all the way through, you get uh, all the money, all the coins that you could possibly need to be able to get through to the next round. Yeah, I think um, it's you needed 50,000 to get to the next floor yeah. is like your goal at this point is getting 50, 50K. Yes, correct. And then, uh, so your goal there is to do that. But the problem is when you go to fix this machine, 
uh, essentially, Futaba realizes she can't do it directly here and that we need to find a couple other monitors throughout this area, both in the front of room and the back of room uh, areas to uh, get those monitors. I believe it's red and green. Um, I think that's right. Uh, Christmas colors, of course. And you <laughs> need to get those to be able to properly uh, fix this thing in your favor. So you, you're on a little bit of a... Uh, a wild goose chase, a, a treasure hunt uh, for these two monitors. It took me relatively quickly to find them. I don't know about you. This um, time I remembered where they were. Yeah. But there is one, I think it's the red one that's hidden behind, like in a corner behind some boxes in like a very specific spot. That's like, that one took me, I think a little bit to find last time I played it just because it's really easy to just like not jump over those boxes. I like, I actually do like this quote-unquote puzzle right like big <laughs> yeah. air quotes puzzle um because it is it is fu- like it's it's kind of incentivizing you or or rewarding you for doing a thing i already want to do which is like scour every corner of a floor yeah so just like paying it a little more attention as you go through looking for these panels is like a fun little added way to do that yeah um even if it's not you know the most complex thing in the world that's sort of fine because it is it's a fun space to run around. You know, there's a lot of verticality where you're like going up floors and like jumping over boxes. And it, it, it yeah, I like, like it's, it sounds very basic. I don't know how else to put it. I just enjoy the dungeoning in this area. It's no, just, totally like good. <laughs> I like, I would say as a puzzle, if your goal from a puzzle is to derive enjoyment from solving the puzzle, it is a bad puzzle, but as a sure. puzzle, as a puzzle designed to make you see this whole area, if you haven't been doing that, I think it does that well because you most likely, unless you're replaying it, didn't think to keep an eye on what those things were as you yeah. were going through. And so you do end up searching for a little bit. There's a couple, I think, really well hidden uh, fake ones or at least differently colored ones in the back area. Um, that Right. But usually going for those, there's also other items nearby or enemies that will get you plenty of money and whatnot. So I think it's, yeah, I, I basically it's a bad puzzle, but it is good to get you to explore. And as you said, like, I really just enjoy going around, clearing the map, fighting, collecting the items and everything in this game. So it's like, and like, again, this palace is a visual feast, right? Yeah. Like it's really pretty and, and, entertaining to walk around and the music is really good and it's you know we we ragged on like kanashiro's bank right a decent amount and i think it's palaces like this that show you why right where you're like oh that was like such a boring office environment and it's not like the back ends of this place are much more interesting but like the casino is so cool yeah there's like bills raining like particle effect bills raining from the sky and like like we were looking at all these details this time when we played where it was like like the floor tiles i don't know if you've looked at the floor tiles but the floor tiles are so cool i don't think i noticed they're they're red and black squares alternating Mm -hmm. right but then on one row of them it goes like half half of the black or like the on the end of one of the black squares on the left side there's half of a spade outline and then on the end of the red there's half of a heart and then on the other like on the row right above that going the other direction there's half (laughs) of a club on the black and half of a diamond on the red and so it's like these super cool card motifs all throughout this palette man i just love this one visually yeah no i i'm totally there with you because i think you know you could argue that the back areas are 
more drab and more boring like Kaneshiro's. Sure. But one, I think you are spending so much time either going back and forth to the main areas where everything looks so cool that that's something Kaneshiro didn't have. Um, but two, I also think even when you're in those back areas, because of your need to keep searching around and because of the way things kind of uh, spool in on themselves, you'll end up either seeing or looking or being back in those areas enough that it doesn't feel like you are trapped in a boring palace. Yeah, uh, for and also long. even even in those areas, like there's posters all tons over of, the walls, yeah. right? Tons of cool like, graffiti-ish. Have all these yeah. weird stuff and all those weird posters tie, and like graffiti tie into like her mentality of what she's thinking, right? Of they all say like victory always or like you know like all that stuff, like all these like phrases that are just like showing how kind of like focused in on that stuff she is. So yeah, yeah I. I really like this palace visually. Yeah, it's it's a really really sort of beautiful one to explore as we go throughout, and uh, you know each each area I think too is really fun in the way that the the dice rooms are all those different rooms with the obviously the big di- dice looking uh, elements to them. As you were saying, the the floor tiling, which I didn't even notice, but even the slot slot rooms, like it looks very different from the dice room, um, mm-hmm. while all still feeling as a single casino. Yeah. Uh, anyway we eventually find those two panels and are able to uh, get the slot machine in our favor, which causes just a mountain of coins, poker chips, to fall out of the machine. Yeah. Uh, and it's just this mountain of poker chips. That means you won because you don't need to carry them with you. It just kind of goes into your account. So this is what I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Because uh, this, like you said, a flood of chips comes out of the machine and they're like, how are we going to carry all this? And Akechi's like, oh, it just added to your card. This is all, this is just like metaphorical, right? Like this is just for show because we won the grand prize. Um, but the dice section ends with him being like, hey, Ryuji, come help me. You're the muscle. And then them coming back oh, with like yeah. a wheelbarrow full of chips. Yeah. So like, why did they have actual why did they need a wheelbarrow full of coins there? But then in the next area, Akechi's like, oh yeah, it's it's on your card. Why would we carry these? My headcanon is is because Akechi wanted sadistically to make Ryuji suffer and derive okay, enjoyment that, from that it. Tracks. But you know what? I believe that full full on. You don't even have to say anything else. Well, I was just gonna say, but the thing about the slot room is it's just too much. Like it would be I think if he tried to convince him to carry all of those, it would just, it would be too difficult to do. And so it just wasn't worth that hassle. And so one, he gets to have the pleasure of making Ryuji suffer in the first room and then learn that his suffering was for nothing. Right. And honestly, that seems pretty catchy to me. Yeah, it does. So anyway, we get all of our coins uh, and are able to get the, uh, the next floor's ticket from the sort of central booth. Uh, yes. And whatnot, we do. There is a also some good items. Yes, yeah, definitely pick up those items. Or, there's well, like a bead chain, hopefully and something else in there. Yeah, there's one HP and one SP recovery that are both very yeah. good. Um, is there a? Am I misremembering? Is there a battle before you get into the elevator? I yeah. feel like there was a tough battle there, um, and then you are able to get up to the high limit floor, or so you think. Yes. Um, you, of course, get up there, and there is essentially a guard there and a massive wall door thing that is blocking you from that area. And you all realize, oh, this is one of those we have to change size cognition. Um, 
excuse me. And so we sort of realize that we need her to feel like we have permission to be in this area. Yeah, which um, Akechi sort of pieces together is the like a trial room, right? Like yes. an actual trial. Yeah. So we need to go to a trial, and thank God we're not worrying about whether we're 65 or 81, because that means we can get into the trial just <laughs> fine. Um, I have gone to a trial once because it was an assignment for journalism school, and I was like, huh. this is really boring. And I spent the whole time judging how bad the the lawyers were because <laughs> I came from a family of lawyers. And so I was like, this guy is trying to lie and he is like not doing a good job about it. Like I very distinctly remember like I was I was grading their performances because it's just you just need to perform really um, with the right moves. So anyway, that's my real life journalism trial experience. <laughs> but uh, the kids just go to a trial the next day. Uh, is there anything you want to say about this first section before we move on from this area? No, I have something about the trial, but no, the first section I think is like like this this palace is sort of funny in in the fact that it's broken up because it doesn't feel overly long yeah. to me. Um and I, I don't mind that it's broken up. I do think it's kind of funny that this game doesn't use it's like you're going to have to leave the palace and come back thing very often. No. Um and in this one it just sort of like forces you into it the next time. Yeah. Uh or the next day. So it's it's sort of a it's sort of a funny one, but I don't, I don't mind it or no, anything. Not at all. Um, and so, yeah, the 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 first section of this, and, and we can maybe also, as we get later into it, talk a little bit about the actual like fights and everything of this palace. But we uh, we finish up there for that day. I of course uh, got a weird massage in the evening, and so was yes. able to spend time after. Uh, I used this first evening to go to the maid cafe. Um, and so I did that for the first time, learned about the, uh, the stamp system. So I, I'm going for those 20 stamps to be able to order the most expensive thing so I can get that trophy. Um, and I don't know about you. I am, I, again, this may be a cultural thing. I'm in the maid cafe and I order the very expensive omelet and she's putting the ketchup on it. And she's like, I'm going to spell a thing for you. And she messes up terribly and yeah. is is really upset about it. And your options are like, ah, don't worry about it, or like, fix it. Like, get really mad. And I was nice, because I would not be mean to a, a server at a restaurant. That just hurts my body. Yeah. Uh, and so I do that. And Morgana is like, man, you probably should have been meaner to her. And I was like, am I supposed to be nagging her in this position? Like, is that <laughs> what they want me to do? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um... I like th- like this is like frankly I'm just gonna be real real with the people here. This is a minefield I don't want to g- walk <laughs> on, right? Like the whole maid cafe thing is like a, a part of Japanese culture that I have no understanding of, and sure. also have not tried to educate myself on no, necessarily. Totally. So like, yeah, we like we talked about this a little bit with the Kawakami thing early on with them calling a maid service and being like, are they just like, do they know they're calling a prostitute? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, and the maid cafe in this game is, it does seem like they're, yeah, it like wants you to like behave a certain way with maids for I don't know but, what reason. <laughs> but she she seemed grateful that I didn't. So that was just where the weird juxtaposition was for me. It was like, I basically just didn't know what was right because it seemed right. like Morgana chastised me, but she was really grateful to have someone not be mean. So I can only yeah, assume... 
Morgana is also not the best like benchmark in terms of like what? women. <laughs> I'm sorry. In terms of behaving himself <laughs> with women. Yeah, that's that's real true. This night is not as beautiful as you, Jonathan. <gasps> now we're in love. Uh, yeah, anyway, true. so yeah, I spent that uh, first evening uh, afterwards at the maid cafe, and since uh, you cool. you hang out on the eighth with uh, Trahaya, we can yes. continue onward. So uh, the next day, I guess, what did you do on the ninth before we get into Palace Day, just to like break things up? I leveled Haru again. Nice. Um, and I've been doing my, my plants and my vegetables all this time too, Good. all this week. Um, and then I hung out with Hifumi in the evening, not for a level up, just to hang out with her. And I think I got, I think we went to Sky Tree, the tower, and oh, I got cool. the like tower that you can put in your room that glows. Oh, that's um, awesome. Which is a cool one. I want to get uh, that one. Yeah. So I realized something, which is that, uh, I don't have... I have so many fewer nights than days mm-hmm. that it is a waste to use Chahaya's like confidant gaining ability on anyone in the night for me. Oh, okay. and I should always pump it into day people because I'm gonna need to hurry the day people along, and then I can just spend nights just like hanging out with someone without leveling them up, and I like will comfortably have enough time to still finish everyone I need to there. That's fair. So yeah, I I did a couple of that. I think I did another one or two others of that, just like hanging out with somebody this cool. week in the evening. I um yeah, I finally got that power from her later in this week because uh, I I was very far behind with her, but I I do think I nice. need to probably use. I guess daytime, I only have Haru and Shinya, I guess, at this point. You're done with Futaba and Makoto and that sort of thing? Uh, well, yeah, Makoto and Makoto, I are dating. yes. Uh, and I... Th- oh, Futaba, I might have, like, one more left. Oh, yes, yeah, something this week explained why I wasn't able to hang out with Futaba, I think. But anyway. You're getting close, then. Uh, yes, I think I'm very close. So, uh, going to go into confidence a little bit later in this week but of course for me and so we'll, we'll jump in it was the second day of the palace and as yes. we said uh we go to a trial and we're all sitting in the audience for the trial it's hope, so funny hoping sai will notice we're there uh, yeah as roughly about i want to say 40 percent of the the attending audience of people mm-hmm. uh so hopefully she sees us because we're you know uh, really hidden there. Uh, what were you? What What did you want to say before? I guess we get into. Okay, here's another moment that made me go like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> for, for this, which is the whole point of these blocks in their cognition is that they like Futaba's room door. Yes. Futaba has her cognition is that no one can enter her room. Same mm-hmm. with Madarame with his locked door. No one can enter this place. Therefore, you cannot get past it. But as we learned in class this week, literally anyone can go and visit a trial. So like, why would her cognition be that you can only go into a trial room if she sees you there? And then, like, why would she need to see us specifically to, like, allow... Like, you know what I mean? Like, if anyone can go visit a trial, shouldn't that not be a wall for her? Because anyone can go there? It is definitely a looser, uh, yeah, sort of roadblock for the team than Futaba's. I agree. It doesn't quite, like, hold up once you start to think about it. The only only explanation I could, I guess, 
sort of surmise for this, is, and, and this is me assuming and not really like it being stated, would just be that her job has been so disconnected from her personal life. Like she really sure. tried to keep that stuff separate. So she maybe just doesn't expect to have visible have no, faces. Yeah, you have no reason to be there. Exactly. Yeah. And so maybe it's maybe it's less of a like there's actually a, a physical barrier and more it is a mental barrier in terms of her just thinking, oh, there's no reason I would ever see Makoto at a trial. Sure. Um, but again, that's not sort of explicitly intimated. And it's weird that it does function differently than actual Futaba's bedroom door. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind it. Again, sure. a lot of I give this palace a big pass because I enjoy it so much in a lot of things. It is a very good palace. And so we yeah. we show up to the, the courtroom. Sai sees us and is shocked that we all could <gasps> be sitting there. Um, I do like that she was... I really wished it's her sort of sitting at her desk waiting for the trial, like looking through papers and she notices them. I wish they had to like do something stupid to get her attention. Like it was just egregiously, oh no, she can't see us. What if we act out a skit? And then it just goes very badly. But she I like I like the idea of eight children, eight high schoolers all walking into a courtroom, sitting down, waiting for the defense or the prosecutor to see them and then just leaving. <laughs> Heading out. Yeah. Just well, like, cool, we're good. <laughs> mission accomplished. Yeah, I would have if I was her. I would have so many questions for Makoto when she got home, and one of the bigger questions would be, "Why did you show up?" And then, "Why did you leave <laughs> so early? You didn't even get to see me shine." Um, she did tell Makoto. Makoto did tell her that she might be showing up. Yes, that was that's true. A, a plot point that was meant so that she would look up to check for her. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we uh, successfully infiltrate the courtroom. And are able to then infiltrate the palace. Uh, and we are pretty much thrown right back into it. Immediately head back to uh, Sai's palace. We go up to the high limit floor. It is not blocked anymore. Uh, and so we're able to go through. Um, before we go in here, I guess just question for you. Because I know some people have asked us about it before. Who Did you stick with like a primary team during this palace that you remember? Oh yeah. I had... I stick with a team... For a lot of it, I had Makoto, uh, Morgana, and Akechi basically the entire time. Okay. I think I swapped Makoto for Yusuke at one point, but Morgana is like a staple for me just because of healing and and cheap attacks and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then Makoto or Makoto just does damage. Makoto also allows you to. I think it's. Man, what is it? Nuclear technicals off of shocked, I think, is what uh, it is. Okay. And I like using the shock guns a lot. Okay. So that's helpful. Um, I think that's I think that's right. The common. Um, yeah. And then a catchy, just because he's new and cool, and blessing curse are pretty strong in this palace. He's got a lightsaber and a gun that looks like Han Solo's gun. <laughs> Dude, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I used uh, a catchy for the first day. I actually used a catchy Haru. Uh, Makoto and Ren. Okay. Uh, and then for the second day, I realized there were a lot of, um, why can't I think of the word? Uh, enemies were weak to a lot of things that were not Haru and Akechi and Makoto. So right. uh, I kept Akechi just because he is the new person in his school, but I swapped for Morgana and On because there was a lot of fire and wind that ended sure. up working in my favor. But uh, yeah, that was my day two. So I went into this day with On, Morgana, and Akechi. Nice. Um, anyway, we get to the, the high limit floor 
uh, I actually can go into it. And we realize before we sort of get into what the floor structure is, they kind of just let us see our next roadblock. And that is a giant uh, weight scale, the sort of the judge's weight scale. I forget what the actual term for it is. I love um, the design of that bridge. It's so cool. Uh, yeah, it's essentially, it's supposed to be a bridge, but it is turned uh, rather than being, you know, with you to be able to cross, it is turned perpendicular. And so you can't cross. You need, uh, what is the final number that you need? A hundred thousand. A hundred thousand coins to be able to pass through. Thank you. And you realize, okay, well, there's got to be more ways to earn on this floor. So... We go back and and sort of as we've alluded to, there are two sections of this floor. There's the the fight section, which we won't be able to get into yet, uh, and then a maze. But it's not any normal maze. It's spooky. It's dark. It's dark. Spooky in the maze. maze. Yeah. Um. I remember. I don't remember how I felt my first playthrough, but going into the maze. Uh, I was initially like, oh god, this is going to be awful. And then as soon as I hit L two for sight, I was like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> and I actually, yeah. I like finding my, it's really funny because I had such a moment of, God, this is going to be awful. And then just held L2 and I was like, oh, okay, this should be fine. Um, yeah. I, I like this section a lot for how it sort of requires you to keep track of where you've been and where you're going and, and the benefits mm-hmm. of exploring and whatnot in there. What what do you feel about the maze? I, and I guess I'll preface this with saying that, and, and, and I apologize again if this is a humble brag, I feel like I've been doing that a lot on the show, but I'm generally usually pretty good at, like, keeping mental maps in mm-hmm. ga- of games in, like, game lo- areas. Um, and so I didn't, like, find this super challenging, but at the same time, I think it is a really good balance of, like, there's enough little things to get lost in, there's enough little corners to, like, that are red herrings, right? There's enough little winding paths that go around, um but without ever getting like frustratingly complex because like wandering around in the dark without a map could very easily get like bad yeah. like it could get really really annoying yeah um but they do a couple clever things too where like the the there are locked doors and then you have to go and climb through vents to get through the locked doors and then the way you get back to unlock that door is like way far away so you kind of have these chunks of dark maze where like once you make it through one of those vents past the locked door you're in like the next section and it's much harder to like accidentally wander too far back yeah so it's almost like checkpointing you yeah Um, totally and and yeah so i i don't like it's not my favorite section in this level but like i definitely don't mind it and i think it's i think it's a fun one ultimately because they do a lot of cool things with light right like they'll do these like weird like whooshing lights going down a hallway that uh you know, make you think that maybe this path is connected to another path and then there's actually two sections with those lights. So yeah, I I, I, I think they do a really good job of balancing some trickery with making it not a nightmare to play through. <laughs> yeah, it's totally a section that I think could have been just a disaster. And I don't, yeah. it doesn't end up being that. I think especially those locked doors in there help a lot for that sort of gating because it, it does give you a sense of where you're progressing. Uh, and so even if you double back accidentally, it's like, oh, well, I unlocked a door so I can just quickly uh, go through there now. Um, yeah, right. I I like this section a lot more than I expected to. And I'm, I'm glad that it holds up to muster there um, yeah. for the most part. Uh, and so you have this darkness maze, you're able to run through it eventually. Um, there's 
I don't think there's any like major roadblocks that are interesting within the maze itself. It's just more the maze. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm just like mentally. You do, going you do a fight at the end. Right? Yeah, That's yeah. It's about it. It's pretty standard fare, and then you have enough coins to be able to go and enter the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, this is not any normal fight. It's got to be rigged against you, and you're the only person who can go in. Um, yeah. It is a single combatant fight at the start. Uh, and so you think, oh, we'll just go in and it'll be one-on-one fights. We'll hopefully get through it. Hopefully your Joker persona, uh, roster is good enough to be varied. It does give you that moment to switch them out. Like you, it's like, come to us when you're sure you're ready and you can switch out if you need to. But, uh, hopefully you've been planning accordingly and, uh, you go in for a one-on-one fight at first. You have that fight and then obviously things are not in your favor and so more enemies get thrown at you at once and you're fighting more than just a, a single fight for fight. Um, I like when the game does this and I'm glad that it doesn't do it too often, but the sort of like... It's the same thing with when you go into mementos with a single person for their uh, confidant thing. To have yeah. a fight that isn't the full team and you suddenly have to adjust how you're thinking and how you're playing and fighting, I like whenever the game throws it at you. Yeah, it's it's really cool. This is like a fine section, right? It, it um, kind of comes down to if you already know the weaknesses of the personas and if you have those weaknesses on your team or yeah. on your persona team to a certain extent, like you were saying. And it, if you do or don't can be the difference between if this is like a trivial section or like, oh man, like yeah. this sucks. I got to go back to the Velvet Room. Um but yeah, it, largely, I, like I think I try to always make sure that I have at least one of every elemental attack on my team. So this was overall a pretty simple thing to do, but it is fun and it is cool that, like you said, it sh- it shakes up that uh, that sort of normal combat strategy. Yeah, because you can't really rely on on downing any enemies because it doesn't really matter at this point. And so right, yeah, it's a it's a fun little twist on it, but. Hopefully you're able to get through it enough. As, as as you said, Tom, I tried to make sure I have almost all, if not all, of, of the different weaknesses on my team just to cover my bases. But uh, yeah, we get through this sort of fight sequence. We get all our coins and we head back over to the bridge to redeem it and turn the bridge around. And it all goes well. Yep. Except the end. It, except it doesn't. Oh, no. Uh, what a shock. Uh, Sai is obviously very upset that you've made it this far and decides to raise up to a cool Dr. Evil one million coins. Uh, <laughs> and you are now sort of out of luck because, oh, no, we've done all the things. We've gotten all the money. What can we do? Well, our boyfriend Akechi is here to help us out. Yeah. Uh, and so Akechi reveals from that plan. Uh, you know, from the from the original scene where we see Futaba give him that card to throw out, that he has all along been essentially doubling down. And every time we get coins, he's getting those coins as well. And that card, we're also uh, you can you're able to they they say early in the palace like essentially take out money against your card. Uh, and so he's done that at each point to get more coins uh, right. and, and increases those sizes. Uh, and uh, the size of his pot. And so essentially you get to a point where between his total and your total and all the money taken out, you can cross the bridge. Um, I do think what's very funny at this point that Sai doesn't just go, fine, it's a billion now. Yeah, yeah. They, they, There's a voice line where they're like, quick, let's pay it before she changes it again. But it's like, 
Why doesn't she just change it again? <laughs> it, it's a very funny, also, like, the game needs to keep going. But yeah, I... This is also the same thing as, like, when you go into palaces and you're like, we've permanently opened this door. And then you're like, great, it'll be ready for us when we send the calling card. And then you send the calling card, like, two weeks later and they yeah. have not closed the door. And yeah. it's like, whatever, I guess this is fine. It's, yeah, you gotta let some of it go. But yeah, it's just a very funny moment where it's like, quick run before she adds another scent. Let's go, go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so you are able to, uh, through Akechi's cleverness, uh, cross the bridge. Uh, you're able to cross that very, very cool bridge. And we uh, we get to the manager's floor treasure room. And we have sort of, you know, arrived at the end here. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, a little bit of, I think, some interesting moments here, obviously, of, like, Makoto reckoning with what's going on. Um, and Sure. And sort of the the struggles of, of wanting to save her sister, but also seeing her sister act this way in, in the, the cognitive space and, uh, you know, the, the struggles of dealing with how she actually is also in the real world. Um, I, I think some of that stuff is pretty well done, but essentially it's like, Oh, we've reached it. And now it's time for the calling card. Um, before we finish the palace, I guess just to quickly wrap up besides any other closing thoughts, um, how have you felt about sort of the, the fight, uh, lineup in this palace? I think it's fine. I think that there's a nice little variety to it. It also doesn't feel, um, it doesn't feel like you're getting, like, there felt like there were hard fights, but it doesn't feel like you're getting just, like, just housed as much, right? Where you just get, like, just, like haymakered out of nowhere. Um, there are a couple people who can do that to you, like, uh, oh man, I'm, oh no, right, like, there's a couple people that have, like, no weaknesses, right? Yeah. And so you gotta kind of think about that a little more. Shinya's ability comes in handy there. Um, using shock guns is, continues to be just the most OP possible strategy (laughs) you can have. Um, but yeah, it's, like, seriously, shotguns, I have my party now is, like, three people with shock ammo. Because it is just so powerful. I think I only Um, have one. I should, I should fix that. I'm using Joker's first gun. I have never upgraded his gun because it does not matter how much it does if it applies shock. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's like <laughs> like that's how important shock is to me in that in that strategy. Have we talked um, about how you get the shotgun? You Emma? customize. Yeah. It's just it's customization. We haven't talked about EYs. We should do that. Talk about EYs gun customization a little more in depth. Yeah. But for sure. like, yeah, it. Yeah, so, so but yeah, largely I think the fights are fun, and I'm looking forward to the boss, because I do enjoy that boss, too. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll discuss the boss, of course, next week, because as, as Tom was alluding to, if you try to send the calling card this week, you can't. Yes. Um, Akechi I- explains it as, like, because the calling card is to shock the person into thinking their desires are going to be stolen... Sai's already on guard, so she's already expecting that, so we have to wait as close to the deadline as possible, because then that will, like, annoy her as much as possible to actually cause it to show up. Yeah. Um, you know, if it, if the logic works, I guess we'll go for it. So yeah, unfortunately, we don't get to uh, throw out the calling card this week, but we will next week, uh, and so we'll be discussing the end of the palace and all next week. Uh, yes. For definitely a, a, a quick episode, I think. <laughs> um and of course that is that is the end of this palace definitely you know so far definitely let us know what you thought of it uh in the comments or or write in email wise um but yeah overall i still think this is a really as you were saying tom like very very pretty palace um yeah and a relatively fun one even if it feels a little straightforward 
It's um, good. Yeah, it's a good one. But of course, we still have the rest of the week to go. Um, so, Tom, did you say both your day and evening on the ninth? Yeah, I hung out with Hafumi that night. Okay. Uh, so, on to you after your lovely massage. <laughs> I hung out with Akechi for rank eight, which hey. is when we go into mementos. And obviously, we won't spoil until later, but man, is that a big one. Yeah, so we should talk about that briefly next week because the there's like an earlier deadline for that than... Anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit next week. I think there's some confident line stuff that's going to get weird that we can't really just like do normal stuff, but yeah. That's fair. We'll, we'll dig into that a little bit next week, so hopefully you've done it by then. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely recommend catching up on Akechi's confident line if you haven't. Yeah. Uh, as someone who doesn't know what happens if you don't, but I'm just saying you should also do it because it's a great confidant line. Uh, anyway, moving on from there, let's go to November 10th. What did you do? November 10th, uh, I read the Planetarium book on the train. Uh, there was a quiz in class about crows. Yes. Um, mm. About their eyes. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, uh, I leveled Futaba that day. And then I hung out with Chahaya in the evening just to hang out with her. Nice. Uh, I hung out with Shinya during the day uh, for another rank. Um, and then in the evening, I went to the movies to get my guts up and finally maxed out my guts. Like Hooray! a month after. <laughs> Congratulations. So finally, it's all maxed out. Uh, it's very funny whenever my girlfriend is watching me play and I get points for a thing. And she's like, so that it doesn't matter anymore. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> It's just like, oh, yeah, I answered a question, right? Whatever. Who cares? Um, You know. You got it. You got to get it at some point. Exactly. Uh, And they got to give you enough ample time to do so. But, yeah, I finally maxed out my guts. So at max rank for everything. Nothing holding me back. I am debonair, erudite, (laughs) uh, whatever guts is at the end. I didn't look. But, yeah, I'm all of those things now, finally. Uh, but yeah, moving on from there, that wasn't really, nothing huge happened for me that day. What did you do on 11-11? So I just realized the Skytree thing was actually with Jahaya, not Hifumi. So I got that wrong earlier, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so they were slacking off in class. I slept with Maruki. Um, Maruki was the one I got points with when sleeping in class. Okay. Sorry. Just the phrase I slept with Maruki (laughs) really (laughs) threw me for a loop here. Yeah, I'm glad. Okay. Uh, that day, I leveled Haru again. Uh-huh. Uh, and then in the evening, I played darts with Akechi again. So now he's maxed out on his technical rank. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I went into mementos with Futaba for the Sojuro-related mementos okay. trip. Um, yeah. Without spoiling it for anyone. So I did that mementos trip during the day um, and then hung out with Sojuro in the evening because I finally could again. Uh, nice. And I wanted to make sure I, I maxed that one out. So yeah, hung out with Sojuro, uh, a good sort of Sojuro Futaba family day. Uh, a lot of emotional advancements there. I think what's really cool about that, like without spoiling it, without like, please, please, if you are not doing that storyline, make sure to do it because I do think it elevates the central story so much and, and those characters involvement. Um, yes. Without spoilers, it is easily one of my favorite confidant lines. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what did you do Saturday the 12th? Uh, there was a quiz in class about the f- voice uh, on the other side of a telephone and how it's fake and it's all a lie. Um, and then... We never talk I... to each other, really. Yeah. yeah Tom, exactly. you're not hearing my actual voice right now. 
Okay, this is getting too deep. Uh, <laughs> that day, I leveled Futaba, and I actually, I forgot about this. I got Futaba's Mementos request. Okay. Which is now gated, and I didn't remember that Futaba has a Mementos request that is gated, where yeah. you actually have to go to Mementos. <laughs> Uh, and then in that evening, I leveled Hifumi, I believe, to nine and did not date her. Cool. Um, I will say, I, just as a, a total side tangent, that is the question from this game that I remember the most because it is the one that makes me feel the smallest in life. Like What question? The, 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 oh, the, the voice, voice one? Yeah. <laughs> like when you just start to think, like I know that this is how the, um, the incredible technology we use every day is just beyond my comprehension. But when you do just start to think about it, it makes my like emo brain go, oh my God, I am nothing. A- everyone's existence and experience of me is not real. It's not the real me unless they see me in person. And even then is that real? Anyway, uh, you can look forward to more emotional breakdowns for me in the weeks to come uh i guess if there's one thing that we can rely on persona 5 to uh evoke it's existential dread yes that's what you all came here for existential dread uh, i mean we're about to get into it next couple months man let's get let's get real yeah man no spoilers but mm. people who haven't played don't know what's coming and i'm so excited yeah. i'm so excited <laughs> and then i don't know what's coming after that and i'm more excited for that but yeah i'm really excited Ooh, I'm buckle re- up i'm just so excited for people who haven't played this game before who are playing along with us to experience yeah. this game anyway uh the 12th is yes what, yes so i went to the maid cafe for the second time because on saturdays you get extra stamps um so cool. I unfortunately am in this <laughs> weird area where I need six stamps. So going once on a normal night wouldn't be enough. So I have to wait till next Saturday to be able to go. But I know that feeling. Yeah. Uh, this is to get the special menu for the, the special the menu trophy, item. right? Yeah. That's why you're doing this just for the okay. show. Well, okay. I, uh, no, I'll ask you offline just in case it's a spoiler. But anyway, um, and then that evening I also ranked nine uh, Hifumi. I did the rank nine. Cool confidant moment i don't know why i forgot nice. verbs there uh, and also did not romance her uh, i was playing with my girlfriend she's like what are you gonna do and i'm like i'm dating makoto and she's like you could date everyone and i'm like i am monogamous uh and so i only except for akechi of course um yes. and so yeah Hifumi rank nine didn't go for the romance moving on from there what did you do on the 13th uh i leveled makoto which is the first time I've leveled Makoto in a long time. Uh, I've been focusing on other people, but now, like, all of my confidants are kind of, like, moving up at the same time for me right now. Uh, And then in the evening, I leveled Chahaya to nine and also did not date her. Nice. Uh, Level eight Chahaya has the wonderful question that she asks you where she just goes, hey, no big deal, but are you into older women? (laughs) And you can be like, yes or no. Um, oh god i believe the answers are why do you ask or hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) i really hope i i've never done that uh confidant moment with her because i didn't rank her up enough in my first playthrough but i hope it does that thing before joker has to make a romantic decision and he goes man i really need to give this next answer some thought and then it just goes (laughs) to that no that's rank eight even it's not even the nine question the nine question so i didn't date her okay um but yeah that's so funny uh, I, so again, yeah, this was my problem. I didn't try to send the calling card cause I knew what would happen. And so I didn't have anyone to hang out with during the day, even yeah. though Haru and Shinya are, are both pretty low for me. Uh, so I just went to go play darts with Haru cause she was only at rank one for that. 
Um, nice. So I did that during the day, and then I ranked Chahaya up in the evening to the point uh, where I can now put points into a, a confidant rank. Um, Congrats. Good. So It's great. Finally getting there. Uh, yeah. And then last but not least, we have November 14th. What did you do? Uh, there was a quiz about time, but I don't remember what it was. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't remember why. I just wrote time quiz in my notes. Uh, and then, uh, that day I leveled up Haru, uh, and then in the evening I just hung out with Hifumi to try to get her, to get her to the point where I could max her out next time. Cool. Anyway, uh, on that day I went to the gym for the first time, because again, no one was available to hang out. Um. Why? Yeah, they, they, it must have been because you didn't try to send the calling card. Yeah, I might even back up my save knowledge. a day or two ago. I know. Um, but I went to the gym for the first time, what's really funny about going to the gym at this point is like, the gym is a progression of, yeah, the more you go, like, the more you get. But so it's just so funny to be at this point in the journey and Joker just cannot run on the treadmill. Like, after yeah. all this running, jumping around, you know, on, on a grappling hook, doing incredible acrobatics, he can't handle a, a brief run. It's very funny. <laughs> um, but anyway, I did that, and then I did uh, another rank of Sojuro that evening. Nice. Uh, and that was our week for November right. through the 14th. Um, before we go and, and venture off into next week's, again, very quiet week, uh, we do, of course, have our final questions for you. And Tom, I'll start with a persona pseudonym. You've been through the whole thing. God, I'm not going to remember any of these. Go ahead. So hopefully you can remember some of these. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I went through it two weeks ago, though. <laughs> that's fair. I'm picking out a few. Hopefully it doesn't freeze my computer. Uh, but the first one I'm going to give you, I think it's a pretty easy one, but I, I do want to possibly give you two if it, if it is. Uh, uh -huh. They are known as the final measurer. Measurer? The final measurer, also in P5 Strikers, as the final assessor. Interesting. Because I think the final assessor is what I saw the name as. Oh, maybe okay. maybe it, it, it makes it a royal too. I'm looking at a database, not from the game, so it's possible. Maybe maybe assessor because I think final assessor is the name of it in royal. Royal, that could least. be it. That could be it. Yeah. Um, is it Norn? It is. It is the big you old got clock it. with it's wings. The, the big old clock. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That is that is Norn, the final assessor Ooh. or measurer. I was I was worried about that because I was like assessor I remembered, but measurer I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more just for fun. Who is the arrogant vulture? Arrogant vulture. Oh, I don't. Rem I know the name of it, but I or I, I know what it looks like. It's the bird with the wind, but I'm always gonna think it's one thing and it's not that. What are you gonna think it is? Garuda, I believe, is the name of a different bird. It is not Garuda, yeah. Yeah, Garuda is the name of a different bird that I always get this one confused with. It's but not, it is a bird person. It right? is a it is a bird person. You are correct there. Uh, it's best to remember the name, I think, by it being not far off from a Treyu, uh, because it is Jateyu. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I do remember that. Um, now it's a I, I like this grouping grouping of personas. We'll we'll see how the, the next couple weeks go. But yeah, there I think some of them will be easy. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Cool. But uh, before we we get there, what is your pop quiz question for us this week? All right, I got one for you viewers at home and Jonathan. Uh, this week it's a gamble because we're in Size Palace. It's a treasure gamble. Um, so here's how the game works. 
Are you ready for this? You're going to lose all your former points. Yes. Uh, I'm going to list three treasures. Uh, every correct, and I will have three qualifications for those treasures. Every correct one you line up, you double the amount of fake points you'll get total. But if you get even one wrong, then you lose them all. So you get to choose how many you want to take a guess at. And if you get all three right, that's that's oh eight times the fake points. But if you get even one of them wrong, but if you only guess one, then you get you get points, right? But it's it's not as many. But yeah. Okay, oh that's the gamble. Uh, <laughs> Go for it. I'm very excited by this. So, of these three treasures, which one costs the most? Which one costs the least? That is to sell money okay. you get for selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one costs the most? Which one costs the least? And which one isn't from size palace at all? Ooh. And your options are gray cufflinks, precious bill, and faded silk hat. Those options again. Which one costs the most? Which one costs the least? Which one isn't from size palace at all? Gray cufflinks precious bill faded silk hat and you can gamble as much as you want and you can see push your luck on which ones you know or which ones you don't and we'll check back in you can leave those comments in the youtube dornology channel uh you can tweet at us i'm at tom r marks he's at jm dornbush you can email at us at dornology at gmail.com any and all of those places we would love to hear from you uh and you can put your fake points on the line man now i'm really thinking yeah. Thank you for doing yeah. all that outro bit because I'm really just trying to consider what my uh, my choices are here. Yeah. And um, if you need to double check, you can. Uh, it's in the doc. So you I appreciate that. Yeah. Safe. Um, I I do appreciate. Yeah. For anyone who who maybe wonders behind the scenes, Tom has the questions uh, always blacked out in the run of show, so I don't know what it'll be before he asks. But he doesn't put the answer there, so even if I go back to it, it, it doesn't spoil yeah. it for there's, me. There's no cheating here. Yes, exactly. Uh, unlike you can cheat when you're playing Persona 5 and looking up test answers uh, <laughs> when you're trying to make sure you get those knowledge points. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, the guesses for next week. Please, please guess because I, I really want to see the difference in, in thoughts here. But uh, that's a devilish one of you, Tom. Very good. <laughs> well, I think that leaves us with the end of our episode. I don't think there's anything else from this week to cover. Uh, and we'll be back for next week's episode where... It's an episode. Um, we'll have a lot to talk about. That's I'm good at outdoing shows. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. Uh, and if you are enjoying the show, please, again, consider uh, following it, liking, subscribing, doing the thumbs up, giving it the stars. Uh, we do appreciate it. It does help the show get out to more Persona fans. Uh, and thank you to uh, this last latest excuse me review on our uh apple podcast version uh which is uh titled a bunkin review which i like it already uh from jay garcia thoughts and uh this says this podcast is my favorite way to start the work weeks and the only reason i look forward to mondays thanks guys for your dedication to the game and helping me relive everything without committing to another playthrough Uh, And also giving me time to play Persona 5 Strikers. Uh, I also didn't even realize this podcast was on the Apple Podcast app. It would have saved me a lot of battery from playing it through YouTube on my phone. Uh, I feel like this is something Sweet Boy Yusuke would do. Anyway, thank you (laughs) so much for that kind review. And again, if you would like to consider leaving a review, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, But in the meantime, 
we got to go play Persona 5 for next week's episode, and we got to go to sleep, because it's very dark outside. It is just pitch black, and Morgana is telling us it's time for bed. So thank you, Tom, as always, for joining me. Thank you to everyone out there for watching and listening, and nice to steal you.